I remember um, we planted a church about 15 years ago. And uh, when you plant a church, you don't get paid. So uh, a friend of mine offered me a job as a courier, $20 an hour, driving around. thought, driving, I love driving, we'll do it. So, um, and it was all I could get, because I still wanted time to do the church work. So uh, he gave me the job, and he showed me how to do the work. It wasn't extremely difficult, but it was more difficult than I thought it would be, because trying to get it all done in a day, you really had to work out where you were going to go first, second, third, fourth, <laughs> otherwise you're all over the place. And then you get random calls, you know, saying, oh, we need this picked up from here, and it was, oh, you've just been there, but now you're 30 kilometres away. So it actually was quite challenging, but um, I was okay. But he said to me after he'd showed me how to, how to do the job, he said, if you have any questions or if you have any problems, uh, feel free to ask. How many times have you had people say that? How many of you have felt free to ask? <laughs> well, I didn't feel that free to ask because I didn't want to look like I was dumb because it's just courier work, right? But a few days later... Uh, <laughs> something came up that I just was like, Aah. so he said, feel free to ask. Went up to him and said, look, I've got this um, problem. I don't know how to do this. I haven't been shown how to do this. He goes, yeah, no worries. And he comes along and he starts um, showing me how to do it. And as he's showing me, uh, his mood changed. It's like, I don't know what I'd done wrong, but obviously I'd done a series of things wrong and he had to go back. Uh, and his whole, everything changed. The, that sort of, yeah, no worries, I'm going to help you, became, <laughs> what have you done with this? Why'd you do that? And what's going on there? Have you put that over there? And I'm sitting there just feeling like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is why I came to you. And you can guess, really, what happened after that. I never came to him and asked him <laughs> for help again. <laughs> Something happens when someone behaves in a way that you weren't expecting. You're sort of expecting this, and you got that. Uh, the reality is very different. And so I armoured up in relation to I armoured up. I got my sword and my shield, <laughs> and I put on my armour, because uh, next time that wasn't going to happen for me right? I, I wasn't going to be attacked again, I wasn't going to be made to look silly again, and so something in that relationship went like that. I stepped away, and he was never going to see the, the vulnerable, vulnerable part of me again, right? He was only going to see the armour. Does this make sense? I think everyone would have been in something of a similar, not that situation necessarily. I've just picked that one, but it's one of a hundred where you've, you've had someone treat you in a way that was different to what you were expecting and it just caused you to go, right, strap on <laughs> the armour, get the shield out. It may not be a sword, but sometimes we get defensive and we have a bit of a behind the armour. And it happens to us. We've all done it. And it can be simple things. Someone said they were going to be there and they didn't come. And just, it just causes us to don't trust them anymore like we used to. They said they were going to do something and they didn't do it. We don't trust them like we used to. 
what we were expecting didn't happen. It's not the reality. And so don't trust them. And there's big things. And so we become suspicious. And we, uh, we're all like it. We actually all defend ourselves in some way from those kinds of things happening. It's, it's a defense mechanism, but it's also a choice. Often it's a choice. We choose to not trust. We're suspicious. And we can justify it because they're not trustworthy. That person's not trustworthy. The interesting thing is we probably all think we are, don't we? Is there anyone here who's sort of deliberately untrustworthy? Anyone who's making an effort to be untrustworthy? But probably, as much as you think you're trustworthy, you still struggle with trusting some of the people here. You don't show them your heart because it's valuable and you don't feel that it's safe with them. Right? Or your creativity. I'm not going to (laughs) sing. I'm not going to speak. Because I don't feel it's safe in this place. But everyone here is trustworthy. I'm trustworthy but I'm not sure that I can trust everyone else. And we're all kind of in the same boat. It happens for all of us at different places and different spaces in our life. And it destroys. Suspicion destroys relationship. You'll feel it. It's immediate. Suspicion destroys relationship. Trust builds relationship. But... Some people aren't trustworthy. We all are. So we can justify not trusting some people. There's a better way, though. There's a better way than justifying our not trusting people. And I don't like it any more than what you won't like it. Because it takes away our justification. (laughs) And it puts us raw on the table, it puts us out there, vulnerable, uh, potentially in a position to be crucified. Everyone knows the <clears throat> the chapter in the Bible. If I say it's at most weddings you've been to, you'll go. First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Does anyone has anyone not ever heard that? And you might even go, lovers, what's the first word, patient? Lovers, kind. Does anyone know the next one? Lovers, patient, lovers, kind, it does not envy, it does not boast. I get to that point and then I go, I don't know about the rest. Right? Lovers, patient, lovers, kind, does not envy, does not boast. There's some other stuff in there that's really important. (laughs) You know where I'm going with this. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. We could justify keeping a record of wrong though, couldn't we? Surely. Doesn't God keep a record of wrongs? Well, this suggests he doesn't. Isn't that interesting? Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. 
It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, always trusts. Come on now. Does that mean we have to be gullible, naive people who are not discerning? Can we actually take that seriously? Can we actually go, I'm going to always trust? The other word that can be used there is it always believes. There's a a fairly famous lady, her name's Brené Brown. She'd done a TED talk and it sort of got out there and everyone's like, whoa, and she's talking about vulnerability. And uh, now she's on Netflix and she's written a whole bunch of books on leadership and uh, relationships and vulnerability and all of this. And she says, um, basically, if we recognize or believe the best, that is, that everyone is actually doing the best they can, if we believed that, would it change our approach to them? Right? If we believed that this person is doing the best they can, that they didn't leave the lights on on purpose or leave the door open or they didn't mess up the courier work on purpose. They didn't act in a way deliberately to upset you. They weren't trying to disappoint. They're actually doing the best they can. What difference would that make to the way that you engage with them? Instead of coming to them and going, hey, what are you doing that for? And the armor goes up, locked in. What do you, uh, I know, I, I do this. I like people being on time, and when they're not on time, I'm like, mm-hmm. I like people doing what they say they're going to do. And you know, if they don't, I'm like, mm-hmm. when my experience is different to what I was expecting, I start thinking this person's, and I don't like it about me. And this message is hard, but imagine if we approached everyone believing the best. And that was our first position rather than suspicion. Imagine, (laughs) you know, most organizations, most leadership, um, most companies, I'd like to, I could almost get Moni up here and do an interview with her on this. Most companies would say, that trust is one of the primary things they value in their organization, right? How much time do we spend making sure we have trust within the organization, within the leadership team? Because if you don't have trust, you don't have anything. If your client can't trust you, (laughs) they're not going to be your client. If you can't trust the person you're working with to get the done, to, to actually achieve what they said they would achieve, to to speak honestly with you about what you're doing. It's not, you're not going to succeed. And so this whole thing is really important. And so they have all that in business and they make a lot of, uh, they invest a lot of money in making sure, you know, building trust and teamwork and building trust and teamwork. Because they know if you don't have it, things are going to be worse. People aren't going to bring their full creative self to a place that they don't feel safe in. They're not going to bring their best ideas when they think their best idea is going to be shot down. 
It's the same here. And it may be that some of us, unwittingly, have people hiding from us. (laughs) Because they're afraid that if they show up, they're going to get knocked back. You know, have you ever been into the supermarket and you've seen someone that you know and you just dip into the other aisle? (laughs) Just go, why? Because I'm not sure that I want to see them today. Right? The people are laughing, this has happened to you. Right? You're going, just go down this side, go past, and then you're sort of going, how do I get out without them seeing me? Because at this point, I'm not ready to interact. And that's kind of what suspicion is like. We hide. We hide ourselves from that person. We don't want them to see because we're not sure whether we can trust them with what we've got. So, suspicion destroys. Lack of trust destroys. It's never really... Now, there's wisdom, obviously, and that's for us. That's about speaking honestly with people, and I'm going to talk about that in two minutes, and then we're going to be done. But it's suspicion destroys. Trust builds. And that's part of the reasons why the, the love thing, because love builds, love edifies, trust does the same. And if we take it back to treating people the way we want them to treat us, then we go, would we want people to treat us as someone they can trust? Yes, we would. Do we want to treat people as if they're someone we can trust? Yes, we would. So here's three things. I want to make three things. I'm, uh, I've been struggling whether I could, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make three commitments. And I would like you to consider doing the same. And I might just put them in the newsletter so that they're <coughs> clear. Um, I'm going to make three commi- commitments. And I'm going to need God's help because <laughs> my, I've got a lifetime of defaulting to suspicion. <laughs> so I'm gonna need, so uh, give me some grace and trust that I'm doing my best. All right? Here's the, here's the commitments. When things don't go as I expect. There's a gap between my expectation and reality. For anyone here, anyone in my life, when there's a gap between expectation and reality, I'm going to fill the gap with trust, not suspicion. When there's a gap between expectation and reality, I'm going to fill it with trust, not suspicion. I'm going to believe the best. I'm making a commitment to do this world. It's going to change your world. Because <laughs> I'm suspicious as all of you. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> There's a couple of you I'm not suspicious of. <laughs> That's number one. Can you remember it? When there's a gap between the reality and the ex- expectation, I'm going to fill that gap with trust. When someone else comes and they try to fill that gap with suspicion, I'm going to go into bat for you. I'm going to fill it with trust. Right? When someone else tries to fill the gap with suspicion, I'm going to defend you. Because I'm going to believe that you are doing your best. 
going to believe that you are trustworthy and I'm going to fill it with trust. And this one's, the third one is, is probably the hardest. If at any point you, someone, uh, there's ways that you're being and, and the thing I'm seeing and the thing I'm experiencing, it begins to erode my trust and I'm doing my best <laughs> to see the best, but my trust is starting to be eroded. At that point, I'm going to come and speak directly to you. I'm not going to go and talk to someone else and make myself untrustworthy in so doing. (laughs) If what I see and what I experience is beginning to break down my trust in you, I want to come straight to you. The reason why that is so hard for me is because I really want you to like me. I really want to be, that's probably me, you know, the main thing I want. I want to be accepted, I want to be liked. And so coming to someone and saying, hey, I know that you're doing your best, I know you're trustworthy, but this behaviour, what is happening here, talk to me about it, because I'm really struggling. And they're going to go, armour up, sort out. (laughs) Or, they might decide, like I've decided, to fill that gap with trust as well. Recognise that I'm not here to attack, or to take the thing that they value and break it. But what will happen if people can do this in your workplace, in your family, here at church, wherever, what you'll begin to see is all the value that is stored up in people that's locked away behind protection, all their creativity, all the softness to come out and unity and a far, far greater relationship will be the result. Absolutely. It absolutely will be. It'll be hard. You'll need to be vulnerable almost all the time. But can we do it? We can try. (laughs) We can try. And there's one last thing. This, this is next level. For some of us, we've prayed and we've asked God for something and he's not given it. And our trust has started to erode. Have die. Someone was taken away that we didn't want to have taken away. Something didn't work out the way we wanted it to work out. Something broke. And we're like, I thought you could be trusted. I thought that I could give you my valuable things and that they would be safe with you. But my experience now is different because I haven't experienced these things being safe with you. And so we've put on the armour, we've put up the shield, and this is how we stand in relation to God because we don't really trust them anymore. Because my friend died, and he wasn't meant to. All I can say, I want to encourage you as best I can, all I can say is at this point, you can choose trust or suspicion in the same way, (laughs) and just go, Lord, 
no matter what. I recognise that these things aren't how I wanted them to be, but I'm going to trust that you're doing the best you can. <laughs> I'm going to trust that you have the best in your mind for me. And when my trust for you begins to erode, I'm going to come straight to you and I'm going to tell you, <laughs> come on now. Let me pray. Oh, Father, it's uh, difficult to um, put our guards down, um, especially when they've protected us for so long. It's difficult to take the shields away. It's difficult to show the parts of us that are vulnerable and trust that people will value those things. But I pray that you will help us to, so that we might really show up that we might truly be present and not just the parts of us that are covered. That we might truly experience in this place a wonderful relationship, a wonderful community and creativity and joy. But also I want to pray for each person here in their workplace, in their home, that they'd be able to trust when things don't work out quite the way they think they should, that they wouldn't just shut shop, but they would believe that we're all doing the best we can and that we all are trustworthy. Give us the courage to do this so that we might experience something uh, far more wonderful than a guarded cell that we place ourselves in in order to be safe. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.